Well, the, the, uh, we, we are going to begin a new series today, as Felix said. Um, the, the Psalms are the dog-eared songbook of the church, and they are divided into several different genres. There are psalms of praise, psalms of thanksgiving. There are lament psalms, which I call the blues psalms. There are psalms, there are royal psalms. There, there's a lot of different genres, but, but this, uh, for the next four weeks, we're going to look at some psalms that are called the psalms of ascent. And uh, if, you, you know, if you have your Bible uh, right there at the beginning of the psalm, Psalm 120, it says above it, a song of ascents. And it's ascent in the, you know, of moving up is, is the idea. There are um, 15 of these. They go from Psalm 120 to Psalm 135. But you're in luck. We're only going to do the first four. Uh, and uh, so our series will be over in, in four weeks. But um, these are wonderful psalms that were sung on the way to Jerusalem or maybe on the way back to Jerusalem. They were road trip songs that they used on their way to and from worship. Uh, a lot of the people who followed Yahweh did not live in Jerusalem. Some of them didn't even live in Judea. And so there were three certain holy holidays when people who lived throughout the diaspora would come back to Jerusalem. They would make a pilgrimage back to Jerusalem for these special holidays. The first one was in the spring. It was Passover. And they would come back into Jerusalem to celebrate Passover to remember God's free, freeing them from Egypt and God's promises to them, uh, God's saving acts of grace in their life. And then they came back in the early summer for the Feast of Pentecost. It was a time of renewing their vows and their commitments. And then they came back in the fall for the Feast of Tabernacle, a time of bringing the first fruits of their crops and of thanksgiving to God for, for the new crops and for blessing them and taking care of them. So, uh, three times a year, they would leave their homes and travel to the temple to worship God. And most scholars believe these songs were songs they sang on their way to and from Jerusalem to worship. Um, and it makes sense to me because I mean, doesn't everybody have a playlist, uh, road trip songs, when you go on vacation? You should have a list of songs that you listen to in the car as you're driving. Um, I remember one vacation in particular when the kids were small at the height of the popularity of Veggie Tales, if you remember those. Uh, we, hour after hour, we listened to Bob the Tomato, Larry the Cucumber, and assorted other vegetables and three little girls singing at the top of their lungs silly songs with Larry, mile after mile after mile. And it was Cindy and I who looked at each other and said, are we there yet? <laughs> but then a few summers back, um, <clears throat> there were no children in the car when Cindy and I went on vacation. And uh, let me just suggest that if you ever find yourself on the Blue Ridge Parkway with the windows down and the sunroof open and a nice cool breeze blowing through, the Eagles are a good road trip playlist. If you turn it up loud enough, it's just right. So imagine that um, you're leaving home to travel to Jerusalem to worship at the temple. Looking forward to being there. Looking forward to the worship, looking forward to the celebration. And of course, people from the same town would all walk together because it was safer to go together. And as they walked together down the road, they would sing. 
And these are the songs they sang. They sang these songs on the way because all of these psalms are songs of transition. They're they're songs you sing when you're in between. You've left one place, but you're not yet in the next place. And, And so these are songs that we sing, songs of transition. And that's why I think they are so important for us because we are always in transition. Sometimes it's more noticeable than others. Cindy and I are still in a bit of a transition as we're still learning our way around, still finding new friends, learning our way around a new place. The church is still in transition as you still try to figure out what in the world to do with this guy from Alabama the bishop sent here. And, and transitioning from, you know, into a post-COVID world, trying to figure out what do we do, what do we not do. And our whole culture is in transition as we try to figure out what is this new world that we live in like and what is it going to be like. And so there were this transition from a world that we were familiar with and knew to a world we're not familiar with and a world that's new and that is different. It's a strange one. And so there's all these transitions, but the truth is we're always in transition. We should always be moving from who we were to who God created us to be. We should always be moving in our faith from who we were to to who we need to be. It should always be a transition of moving, you know, hopefully from law to grace, uh, closer to God than we were yesterday. William Faulkner commented on these Psalms of Ascent. He wrote, they they are not monuments, but footprints. A monument says, at least I got this far, while a footprint says, this is where I was when I moved again. So let's listen to the first Psalm on that playlist. It's Psalm 120. I call on the Lord in my distress, and he answers me. Save me, Lord, from lying lips and deceitful tongues. What will he do to you, and what more besides, you deceitful tongue? He will punish you with a warrior's sharp arrows and burning coals of the broom bush. Woe to me that I dwell in Meshach and that I live among the tents of Kedar. Too long have I lived among those who hate peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. The Word of God for the people of God. Now, that doesn't sound like a road trip song. (laughs) Road trip songs are usually happy. They're usually, uh, you know, I can't wait to get on the road again kind of songs uh, that are about something good. But but this song sounds more like a lament psalm, more like a blues psalm. But actually, it's, it's a very good place to start. Eugene Patterson says this is a psalm of dissatisfaction. The psalmist is dissatisfied with his life. He's dissatisfied with the way things are going, so he can't wait to go to Jerusalem. Because when he gets to Jerusalem, to the temple, things will be better there. And so he's looking forward to this trip because the place where he lives is sucking the life out of him. He says, first of all, that he is tired of the lies Maybe he was discovering in his culture the same thing that many of us discover in our culture. 
we often get lied to. Just lies everywhere. We're told and we often believe tribal lies that help us make sense of the world and how it works. They aren't true, but they give us confidence and security. And we're constantly told that buying somebody's product will make you um, more successful or wealthier or sexier or whatever, fill in the blank. We're told that consuming and hoarding will make us happy. And there was a time when we believed what we were told. And we bought into it. And then we realized it wasn't true. And it's a painful realization when you realize you've been lied to. So we long for the truth. We seek the truth. We look for the truth in God's presence because God will not lie to us. Because God is truth. So we we long to be with God and away from being lied to. And the psalmist has discovered that the first step to move toward God is to move away from the life that he's living now. And, and this is the way it always starts when you think about it. Before Abraham could make his journey to the land that God promised to give to him, he had to leave the land that he already knew. Before he could say yes to God's promise, he had to say no to Mesopotamia. When the people of Israel were slaves in Egypt, and through Moses, God led them out of slavery, before they could say yes to the land flowing with milk and honey, they had to say no to Egypt. And in those days, Mesopotamia and Egypt, uh, they were the wisdom and the strength of, of the ancient world. It was a sharp contrast between the world they were living in and the world to which they were going. There was a big contrast. And in fact, most people won't move until they get very dissatisfied. Most people won't change until they become very dissatisfied with the way things are now. And so the first step to be where you want to be in your life, to be where God wants us to be in our lives, is a step away from where we are now. And then the, the psalmist uses uh, Meshach and Kedar me- metaphorically. Uh, Meshach was a distant place that was known to be uh, a full of violent people and a warring tribe of people. And Kedar was actually a tribe of Bedouin that was known for their savagery. And the psalmist said, you know, I've been living my whole life believing lies. I've been living my whole life in this world that has taught me consumption and violence and that that would one day bring us all peace. And he said, I don't believe it anymore. And I'm ready to leave that world and move into the world where God is the one that I trust. And living like God wants me to live is what I trust. The psalmist longs for peace. And of course, the word we translate peace is that wonderful Hebrew word, shalom. And it means more than peace. Shalom does not mean the absence of conflict. Shalom means to be whole in every sense of the word. 
Shalom is when we are whole physically, whole mentally, whole emotionally, whole spiritually. When everything in our lives is whole, he longs for shalom. And he can't find it in the culture where he lives, so he's going to leave that, and he's going to go to God where he believes he can find wholeness and he can find shalom. He believes that maybe he's been trusting in the wrong thing, and now he's going to trust in God. He's tired of the lies and the conflict. They never brought him the peace that they promised. So he's going to say goodbye to an old way of life in order to say hello to a new way of life in the presence of God and in trusting God. And so this is where I think the psalm has such relevance for us. It's because before we can say yes to God, we have to say no to our old way of doing things. You know, throughout the Old Testament, one of the big problems that the people of Israel had was idolatry. We sometimes get the idea that they turned their back on God and worshipped idols. That is never what happened. They always worshipped God. They just added idols and worshipped them too. They would say yes to God without saying no to the idols. And it never worked out. Because we have to say no to all these other things we trust in before we can say yes to really trusting in God. And, and, and it's the same with us. We make the same mistake. We try to say yes to God, but hang on to all our old ways of thinking, all our old ways of living, all our old life, trusting ourselves. But you can't say yes to God until you've said no to that way of living. We can't live by the wisdom and values of our culture and hope to have the peace and the wholeness that comes from God. Saying yes to God means saying no to the way I used to do things. Saying yes, I trust in God means saying no, I will no longer trust in myself. We have to say goodbye before we can say hello. It's like my mama told me when I turned 18. She said, son, we can't miss you till you leave You can't start a new chapter until you finish the old one. You can't find a new way of life until you let go of the old way of life. And so this morning, this road trip psalm is a simple one that asks us a simple question. Are we dissatisfied with the life that we have? Are we dissatisfied with the way we've been living? If we are, then we can say goodbye to that way of life and say hello to a new way of life in God's presence. Whether that means trusting God for the first time and beginning a relationship with God for the first time in our life, whether it means making uh, that commitment uh, public through baptism, whether it means actually being a part of a church and trying to serve God with other people, whatever it is in your life, or whether it means taking that next step of actually spending time with God, if you're dissatisfied with what we have been told <laughs> will make us happy, 
and you're ready to trust in the grace of God and that following God is the way to peace and life and meaning, then we say goodbye to the old way of living and hello to a new way of life. This song is sung by those who have found God's peace and are on the path to the wholeness that God has in store for each of us. They found it by saying goodbye to what they used to trust in and hello to trusting in God. Goodbye to doing it all on my own and hello to trusting God to lead me and guide me. Can you sing this song with them? I hope so. This is a great song to have on the playlist as we make this journey in faith, as we constantly leave where we are to grow to where God wants us to be. It's a song of transition. When we say goodbye to our old way of life and we say hello to a new one. Amen.